1: Here are your instructions. If you have sustained some damage to your roof over the summer with all the storms that came through, and you've been working back and forth with your insurance company, and you have not gotten anywhere, and you have not made progress, and they're only saying they're going to repair, not replace, but you know that it needs replacing, get with Chris McCauley of McCauley Roofing Renovations. He'll come out, he'll assess what's going on, and then he can get that roof replaced at no out-of-pocket cost to you. But you got to call him. 487-7096. 487-7096. That's
2: 487-7096. McCullough and his team will also take care of your siding issues, window replacement, gutter installation. Maybe you've been putting that job off for a long time. They'll start and come and clean things up, have it looking brand spanking new. Uh, whatever the job is, too big, too small, no consideration whatsoever. None, 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 none. Any job he can handle, 487-7096, even remodeling. Uh, you got some ideas? Want to build out that patio, that upstairs man cave? Call Chris McCully. They'll get on it. Four eight seven seven zero nine six. You can check out the work at Again, Roofing, LLC.com Again, McCullyRoofingLLC.com. It's McCully Roofing and Renovations.
1: Uh, hopefully, we'll be joined by Mark Giannato after the uh, conclusion of the. Ryan Silverfield press conference, but uh, until then, every day around the time we do the Rundown, let's do it. It's the Rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Uh, and yeah, we have just gotten confirmation, folks. It's going to be a good day, and all my homies going to ride today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? No. Uh, we got a tweet. Did you know that? We got a tweet from, uh, from Terrence, who Pointed us to in the direction of uh, another tweet. Man, so many tweets, so many things. Uh, according to uh, USA Today, this is actually good information here. Um, they uh, they accumulated all of the donations and contributions uh, to schools in Division One from 2005 to 2022. This is good information for you to know because you have a lunch coming up with one of the uh, ambassadors that has given to the University of Memphis over the years. So this is something that you can sort of maybe bounce off of this person next week at lunch. You know, you can, maybe you could ask how much you personally are responsible for of this number. That'd be unnecessary. Well, hell, you asked Becky Lynch how much she was making an hour. I mean, now, now this is out of bounds?
2: Well, I understand the ambassador going to do most of the talking.
1: Oh. Explain oh. why things are fine. <laughs>
2: right. Explain to me why things are fine.
1: I can't wait. We'll share where we're going uh, when we learn, when we find out. So you can meet Jason at a meet and greet. Uh, but they go through all of the uh, Division One schools here, and you will be, uh, I think, maybe pleasantly surprised to know that Memphis came in at fiftieth in the country um, in donations and and uh, contributions. Now this is public schools only, but uh, in terms of public schools, Memphis is fiftieth here uh, at one hundred and seventy million dollars. Uh, from uh, donors and boosters and ambassadors from 2005 to 2022. They're ahead of Utah. They're ahead of Boise State. You know, they're ahead of UCF. They're ahead of San Diego State. They're ahead of UNLV. They're ahead of um, Cincinnati. You know, just as an example, they're ahead of Houston, Um, you know, which I think is interesting because uh, (laughs) UCF and Houston uh, and Cincinnati all got poached to go to the Big 12 despite not having the uh, financial support from boosters that uh, that Memphis has, which I, I think that's something that, that obviously sticks out when you look at this list.
2: Yeah, and the fact that everybody else in the AAC, the, the group that you're with now, is so far below you. I mean, look at FAU sitting here at $52 million. You know, look around you now.
1: ECU term, is your closest. Yeah,
2: it, it does suck. you right to have the Houston's of the world, the guys that went on without you, uh, to have so much. Le- I mean, significantly less.
1: Significantly but less.
2: When you when you look at what you're left with too, how much more you invest in John, I would point you back to the, to to to, to what I'm telling you, is that and, and I realize and and you're talking to him firsthand. Hopefully, I get a chance to next week when you when you hook it up. But, um. With where you are in the pecking order now, with what's invested, it should be better. And I'm speaking mostly, obviously, from a football standpoint because uh, you no know, attendance isn't where you you want it in basketball. Um, but right now, there's an excitement, there's a momentum. Penny Hardaway feels like he's building something. You compare his first five years to that of Cal, and it's looking pretty similar. You can't say the same thing about football. All you can say is that you look at where season tickets were during the you know as, as things started to rise, what six seven years ago. And where you are now, it's about the same. You've lost a lot of the momentum, so that's that's my. And you've got that when when you're investing that much, when you've got that much support, 170 million. I mean, what what are we talking about here? Um, It should be better, and so it it shouldn't it 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 should always be better than mediocre. So uh, that's my thing. The investments there. Don't tell you know they can be tired, and, and I'm sure they are of constantly having it. You know, they're we're knocking on their door asking them for more, but they're they're certainly producing more than everybody else around them. That John. That's getting better results. Getting better results. Yeah, in some I, cases,
1: it's getting it, better results. It's frustrating uh, with the,
2: with the less support that they get. Yeah, better results on field. Absolutely. Now it's a. Uh, it points me back to football. I don't know about you. And again, that's not me beating on football. That's that's what's stark about this. You know, all that investment's not just not just basketball, John.
1: Yeah, I'll, although uh, I will point out that all of the uh, basketball blue bloods are in the top forty of this list. Um you know that you you know um Kansas is nineteenth for example um but you know regardless um it shows that there has historically been now i think the problem is is that what 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 was this looking like from you know nineteen ninety nineteen eighty eight to two thousand five right mm-hmm. probably not there. You know, because if it was, you would be somewhere else. So I think that's – I think the issue with Memphis is just, like, day, late, dollar, short type, um, you know, when it comes to the real investment. Like, it took so long to get this indoor practice facility. You know, like, you you never got the on-campus thing figured out. Um, you know, I think that's kind of the uh, – I think that's kind of the rub with, with Memphis. But, you know, look, I think the challenge – for Memphis moving forward is keeping those same people engaged, keeping those same boat boosters and donors engaged in a time when, you know, it ain't easy to do that. They're jaded by the whole thing. They're disenchanted by the whole thing. You know, they're like, "Am I throwing good money at bad?" And again, you'll 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 hear all this on, t- on Tuesday. And I and I look forward to hearing the show on Wednesday. I'm just gonna sit back and and listen. To the show on Wednesday. I'm not even going to p- be a part of it. I'm going to be a listener, man.
2: Well, the way I envision this going is him him or her, the ambassador.
1: Thank you. I want to keep it a, a mystery.
2: Writing down a number on a napkin and telling me what it's going to cost to fire Ryan <laughs> Silverfield if they go six and six or even seven and five.
1: That's right.
2: And he's going to slide. He or she's going to slide yeah. the napkin over to me. And then when I see that number. That's where you're saying I'm going to change my tune.
1: Your eyes are going to pop out of your head. Yeah, absolutely. And right. I'm
2: going to say what? So two million of its buyout. Again, this is a, this is if you had a disappointing season. We're all certainly hoping for the best for Ryan Silverfield, but we, we'll Here's two for the buyout. How much going to cost to get Justin Fuente up in here? Well, because because here we did. I'm your search firm. Yes. I'm taking you. We're putting you on the private We're sending Veach over. Yes. Where's Fuente living now? Somewhere uh, in, in Texas, Texas. Yeah. Somewhere in Texas. Fort Worth area. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. We're sending the plane on down, Mm-hmm. and I got a big suitcase with $8 million because we spent two of it. You said $10 million, and We spent two of it on the buyout. Yes. I mean, what what's it going to cost me to hire, to get well, Fuente up in here? He's probably going to give me a little bit of discount in it because we can, let's be real, we can help each other. Well, if he wants to do it, we, yes. W- it's hard. It's hard. You act like a Power Five is going to come calling after he just failed at Virginia Tech. Like it's not. He, it's not. He's not the same guy going out that he was coming in in terms of right the resume now. Well, I, you I failed, I and don't. so I go back to the point. of You can help each other, right? So that you don't have to pay him like a Power Five coach. Yes, you understand I, what I'm saying. That was
1: a fair question, and I, I have not asked him uh, about his. Brother- it, it, it's common sense. Nobody needs to
2: ask him. He's sitting yeah. right there. Yeah.
1: But I will say, we didn't talk about this. Ross Dellinger had uh, Ryan Silverfield's on hot seat. seat as sizzling. Oh, not hot. Western one of three. One of three. Sizzling.
2: Only, there was only three sizzling guys. Right. And who was the the one before that I told you Ryan should have been higher on? I think Dellinger has more. But, again, that, that's remember. the outside view. Right. That, that's football folks of what they think of Memphis and the fact that it should be doing better. As John's continued to tell us, there's a different feeling of the, the internal here. From the ambassador standpoint and everything else, but I think and and it makes some sense. From the outside, you look at Memphis. You remember what they just did four or five years ago, and you see six and six, seven and six the last two years, eighth place in the AC. You say that should be better. He should be on a hot seat. But as you, what here is your key word appetite, right? And that's what Dellinger didn't didn't factor in. He's looking from the industry folks that look at Memphis and say they're underachieving. You telling me that we're selling? That's what we're going to talk about next week with your ambassador.
1: Well, what I would say is that yes, I think what you're going to find when you speak with this, uh, with this uh, shrouded, mysterious, you know, he, he he will be wearing a hood. He, he would he you have identified? It is, a he, a, is he. a he. It is a he. Thank you. it is, they, a, it is a they them. I, you know, I, I, I don't want to. I, you know, but they will be uh, shrouded, hooded mystery. Uh, I think what you will find is that yes. People outside of Memphis have this perception that, oh man, they used to be like the uh, the game day and, and and the class and all that, like right. And, and then I think you have people that are in Memphis who um, who who like how Ryan goes about his business, even if the winning has not accompanied that as much. They like the way that Ryan goes about his business. I'm just, I'm again, you need to hear it from somebody else. You don't need to hear it from me, and you're going to and you're going to hear it from somebody else somebody who signs those checks yeah
2: but does this ambassador represent all of them
1: not all of them but i think you'd i think a lot so, of them they're giving 170 million over the, the since 2005
2: i understand that but yeah. it, what i'm saying is it's you're up there with the best of them, and certainly better, much better than yes. what you're in with right now.
1: Again, I get. I, I wish this. I wish this lunch would happen today. I wish it could have happened right now. Just save this. Save the energy. It's gonna. It's. It's the same question. But, but just, see, you tried to put the. It was I, supposed to happen this my week. My whole thing is, you tried to put it off. You tried to use faith as an excuse because you didn't want to hear the truth. You didn't want to hear the truth, but the truth is coming, and it's coming very fast. It's coming for you. Yeah. Well. Was it Tuesday? We're we going Tuesday or Monday? Tuesday.
2: I can't believe you threw that out there. Like I don't have to pick up my child with no, my just wife joking. out of t- Yeah, yes, what are you talking? No, I'm
1: just about joking. Here? That was just a joke.
2: Yeah, but- that, that wasn't something where I said. No, I can't. Do I'm too important here. Got too many duties here. Can't be with this no. ass- it was it a was, it was must. But, I, I don't have my woman in the home right
1: Yeah, now. no, he's uh, He's solo-dolo. There's no one.
2: way I, I'm raising a child on my own. Chris
1: doesn't like. need to see this. He doesn't need to hear this. He needs to be kept as far away from this no, it's child hard as, as a single parent. Yeah,
2: exactly. I've been doing it three days now. I think you should Missed rub my it my in wife. Faith's
1: face. You should I
2: will. say, I will.
1: I've had to raise this child. I've already told her this week.
2: It's hard.
1: Is it really that hard, even when they're, you know, 9 and 10?
2: What's hard for me is coming up with a home-cooked meal. And, so and, and he's not, been doing like, and not, and that, stuff? not that, not that that's all on faith, but yeah, it, it's giving him something that ain't, you know, I ain't going to out and spend $25 to feed the both of us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I do that it. every night. I, right. I'm, come on. But I mean,
1: be it shouldn't be that damn we'll grill some hamburgers, bro. You still got the big green egg, don't you? I'm about out of options.
2: I the frozen pizza. We're done on soup. We did. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to go spend.
1: That's, that's how Memphis is feeling right now, bro. Like they're, they don't, they don't want to spend. You know, they they are so – they're trying to – $2 million buyout is and, what I keep hearing And on. hiring the next coach. So how much is that going to be? I guess you're going to pay Fuente a ton. And what if that doesn't work? To get to 10000000 million? You're going to have to pay Fuente a lot. To to why? Because he you're no, just going to. No, that goes back to the we can but, help each other deal. Because he's making money to do nothing right now. He's making a lot of money to just sit on his ass. It's just the truth. He gets to watch his kids play volleyball. Yeah, again.
2: but that got that's got to drop going into year 2 of not of not being the coach at Virginia Tech. It has to. You're going know, and he and he wants to coach again. I know he does.
1: I honestly don't know. I mean, you're going to have to, I don't know
2: why you keep running away from it. Um I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to bring a picture to the lunch with the ambassador and it's going to be a picture of Fuente in a tiger's uniform. Yeah. Have you seen what Greeny's doing on Get Up? No. He's got a framed Aaron Rodgers. He puts it up on the desk as a as a thing. It'll sit there, okay? Because he comes of his love. That's what I'm gonna do with this picture of Fuente at our lunch. I will back up a chair. Yes. And it'll be a picture of Fuente there, just like he's over he's over the proceeding.
1: Do you find the? uh
2: says a reminder he's available.
1: Do you find the uh, open affection? for – uh, of the Jets from Greenberg and Deering as the as the as a ESPN morning show host.
2: My true opinion.
1: Yeah.
2: I think he's liked the early returns on being Jets fan number one. I think he loves it because Aaron Rodgers sends over a jersey. Okay. Like the Is using that, that, that oh, platform. That, that to, happened. Okay. Uh, use, yeah, he sent over a jersey. They had it framed, and that's what I'm telling you. They use it on the set. But he's gone overboard. He's laying into it too much. He's laying into it too much. We can come on here, and you and I can play, play, play all day. We just did Tigers football. We can be fans all day long. Yeah, with the best of them because we grew up here. Yeah, that's in our blood. That's right. We went to the University of Memphis. That's right. But we can also separate it and be professionals. Yeah. and speak critically of what's going on with the program. I think you that's what to. we're doing right now. Yeah. with football and Greenberg can still do that. But when he, it's it's constant. Right. It's con- it's, it's, it's every just, yeah. day now, and it's sort of like the dance he likes to do with with Harry. Had a little success early yep. with a dance on a right trivia question. Now he feels like, because he got a little positive feedback on Twitter, he feels like he's got to do it every day. And so, my thing with Greeny is he lays into it. When he has a little bit of success, with a, he goes so hard into it a little bit. Becomes, it's, it it it's, becomes it's, less organic, it's like too much. you and I like to talk about. Yes. It becomes too much. That's my honest opinion. Yeah, on I mean, like, I, 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 they, they've raised the bar on that show, don't get me wrong.
1: Oh, do you think? And they've so? done it.
2: Mo- yeah, yeah. And they've Harry mostly is on about that, show about. About that show now? No, I'm talking about uh, uh, Harry from uh, Fitz's former partner.
1: that's Harry Douglas.
2: Yeah, Harry, okay, Harry Douglas. And Sherm is his brother? Played in the NBA. The the Douglas that...
1: Rasul Douglas? No,
2: no, 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 no. I thought he had a brother. That's Rasul Butler. I'm pretty sure he has a a brother that played in the NBA. Anyway, that's a side note and random. Good for him. A side note and random.
1: But yeah, I mean, I was just you, you mentioned my, it. You that, know? That's
2: my point. He's gone a little bit overboard with the with the fan stuff and
1: Tony it, Douglas. Yeah, that told you. Yeah, told I you, told you. He played for the Grizzlies. This guy, I'm yeah, just he, full I of well, that, like that random stuff, man. He had that one year with the Grizz when they stunk, the Green Grind Point 2.0 or whatever the hell. When it mouth the mainframe malfunctioned. Uh, so yeah, uh, but I'm with you. Like I like again, I don't watch morning show television because I just don't have time. I'm. I'm ripping and running. I'm
2: you know get up at his own in the corner as I'm preparing.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah,
2: it's it's just the root part of the routine now. And they've they've made it enough where yeah, you don't have to turn away because it's so mm. cringy. But again, th- this kind of stuff. <laughs> the the fanboy stuff of Aaron, the dancing that's
1: forced. Yes.
2: Because you want to get a little viral moment for your you know, for your for your your social media presence. Absolutely. Uh, you could spare me that.
1: Gotcha. It's uh, it's uh, it's good stuff. One hundred
2: seventy million Memphis investment from yeah. two thousand five to twenty two. Yeah. Pretty good job.
1: Pretty top fifty of public universities. So.
2: You saying we don't want to invest anymore?
1: Well, I, I again, I, I don't. I, I need to know. Uh, do you know the ambassador's name that you'll be meeting with? No. Good. Keep it that way. Mystery. You don't know who it is. You don't know who it could be. You know that's the beauty of it, but you did. I mean, I have some guesses. You now. did agree to it, which I do. I do commend you because I, I do think there is an there is a true. Um,
2: I think this ambassador gonna hit me over the head with a no, club no, no. provided by Silverfield. I Y'all ain't gonna hear from a, me no more yeah. after this. I'm about to get quieted down is what's about to happen. There is
1: a true desire, I think, that yeah. you're in to learn, to understand why some people feel the way they feel, which I respect that. I respect it
2: Absolutely. You. I want to make him feel the way I feel. You respect. want to know. And, I want to change his and, mind. And That's he, what And he
1: wants to make you feel the way he feels. Yeah. So what we have is a, a – He
2: already sucked you in and took your soul. And immovable you force. Because moved, you moved them goalposts way on down the field well I'm just, 100 yards on terms your expectations tire football used to be a lot of fun because if now it, you don't care look, mediocrity is okay i, I it's not fun if
1: the if the checks ain't getting uh written bro it's a waste of again breath.
2: a big part of your argument was who do you go get and that was a great part of your argument got a guy sitting there right now looks a lot like a lot like the situation you had with penny looks unique you looks special he needs to rebuild yeah you need to rebuild yeah Again, Sylvie gonna mess it all up because he's gonna go nine and three. Well, then, then and that, you're then, gonna
1: give him an extension. If Silverfield goes nine and three, bro, that's great. I, I agree. Yeah, like then root. you have some momentum again. I'm not yeah. rooting
2: against him. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm preparing as RC would have. The list
1: right. in the back pocket. Well, the I'm doing is, my due diligence. The, the issue would be and, if Memphis goes nine and three and then loses Seth Hennigan and maybe even like, you just, like, what's that going to look like after? You know, well, what you mean? can't
2: fire him after nine no, three. Not. That, 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 there's a there's a number of wins where you're just not gonna you're not gonna do it. Probably
1: exactly. No, that's true. I mean, it's, I
2: mean, I'll say you you fired Tubby in some situation that you got criticized from at least from a national standpoint, but internally in in Memphis we understood it, and you might, you know, I, I would just. He wins nine games, John. That's that's a start to momentum and building it back that that was promised. Yeah, that we expect. No, it's. I mean, so that is a that, that would is be. A fact. That's what I'm rooting for. Yeah. As we go back to the sort of fan in us. Yeah. I'm rooting for that. I hope Ryan succeeds. I just I'm looking at evidence, John. I'm looking at what's around me. Yep. And uh, I ain't got a lot to go on.
1: Well, do you want to get to Mark? We can uh, take yeah. a break, get to Mark Giannato, talk to him about all of this. He just talked to him. He just talked to so, him. Anything interesting come out of that, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but we'll talk to Mark when we get back. Jason and John on you turn FM, yes? You could spend the weekend doing the same
0: old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Is the sports comics over at the commercial appeal hosted Gianni and Jeffrey from two to four? Has a notepad that uh, I don't believe is signed by Dick Vitale, but he does still have one. Mm. Uh, which is uh, look, you're sitting next to somebody that does have a Dick Vitale signed notepad. Maybe someday you can get there.
4: I feel like I'm a part of a. I didn't ask for it. The, 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 the current. I guess journalists that came up in the last five years, a lot of them don't use notepads anymore. They they take notes just right on their cell phones. You old school, yeah. I'm old school. Yeah, you know? you're, you're, I still like writing it down. I like that.
1: I uh, I never had one. Um, everything was committed to memory or on the. Phone. I record stuff
4: too. You know, right, it's not right, like right. I'm. A, you know, but yeah.
1: Every time I – when I was, like, out there in the field back in the day with Jeff, he always had the the notepad and
4: stuff. Jeff's still a notepad guy. Yeah. Definitely. As someone who's been at press conferences with him yeah. frequently over yeah. there, he's he, still a notepad guy.
1: He's very much that. Uh, okay, you are uh, just uh,
4: blowing in here from the Ryan Silverfield press conference. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what did we learn? Um, Well, you know, he likes his team. Ten days out from the uh, regular season opener. Um, likes his team. You know, it seemed – You know, I'll say he liked the team last year too, you know, so, uh, but it did seem like he is, he seemed genuinely positive about the progress the team's making and sort of these, a lot of these new pieces, you know, he, he certainly seems to have a better grasp on like, okay, these are the guys who are going to play for me Mm -hmm. this year. I don't know about some positions who's going to start for me or who's going to be the, you know, the main guy, if you will, but. I think he's got a much better grip on, okay, what we added this off season. we added some meaningful pieces, and we, like it sounded like he feels like they're in a pretty good spot. Um, now, at the same time, there are going to be, a, it seems like, a good chunk of guys who you've never, whether they transferred in or weren't playing last year, like a good amount of guys who you've never seen really play big-time roles for Memphis football. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, but I think that's just, Partly a reality of modern college football now, especially in the AAC, where, you know, one of the things, if you talk to Mike Oresco, it sounds like the AAC coaches, um, more so than even NIL at times, view the, you know, it's like NIL plus transfer portal because it's this system of you're almost like, punished for developing a guy in the you're, you know the AAC ultimately is that type of league where if you develop someone, mm-hmm. you're at risk to lose them. Um, but it seems like based on, you know, in previous years, it felt like Ryan Silverfield, while he didn't shun the transfer portal, he didn't fully embrace it ultimately. Like he wanted to have a nice, you know, a mix and, you know, We've had there's been some guy a few guys who have come in and made an impact as transfers, but more it felt like more busts than booms Mm. on with the transfer portal, and especially like the first year guys came in, and it feels like as he's talking about who's going to play for this team, feels like there might be more of a hit rate with this this batch of transfer portal pickups. Like needs to be, I mean, the way he's talking about Simeon Blair, the safety from Arkansas. I mean, he you know he says he thinks Simeon Blair is going to be one of the best defensive backs in the country. That's what he said today. Um, and uh, there's you know the wide receiver position, two of the three main guys are going to be transfers. Uh, at the running back position, you know two of the three guys who are getting talked about the most are uh, transfers. Jay Ducker is in his second year at the program, but ultimately transfers. So, um, and and on the defensive line, it's you know but there's some it sounded like there's a lot of uncertainty in terms of personnel at certain positions. Like I asked him, what position group are you um, are you going to have to make the toughest decision going into these opening games? And it's the tackle positions. Um, he said, left tackle, um, I don't know what you want to make of this. We're hoping, he said about McHalen Pounders, who started the opener at left tackle as, I believe, a redshirt freshman, Last year against Mississippi State played a handful of snaps and I think got hurt, like hurt his ankle and never was really the same the rest of the year. Never had a, you know, gigantic role and, you know, partly because of injury. Um, Ryan said, we're hoping he can be the left tackle. That was how he phrased it about McHalen Pounders. So pencil him in as the starter and then right tackle. Sounds like he named four guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have them all written down here. Terrence McLean, Xavier Hill were two of them. Um, but there's four guys who he named who could be the starting right tackle when they play Bethune-Cookman in 10 days. Sounds like that one is really up for grabs. Um, and then he said defensive tackle. A lot of names, if you will. A lot of lot – of, sounds like there's not going to be like two main guys at that position. There's going to be a rotation of guys, but that's what he said are kind of the the toughest calls in terms of who's going to start.
2: I mean, sounds like it's good you can use Bethune Cookman to sort of figure out yes. some of he, those. It things. sounds like
4: all these guys who he's naming so are going to play. Still on the start are going to play against yeah. Bethune Cookman, and some, that's the plan at least. You know, um. know how much of a gauge that will be to that point. And I think you could even see, especially with those tackle positions, you could see it play out where, like, you know. One guy gets two sna two you know, two series. Another guy gets one series. You know, that's what he hinted at. You know, early on until one really establishes himself. Um, but that it sounded like that is the biggest area of, I don't want to use the word concern, but just the that, As I said, that that's going to be his toughest decision is who's playing the tackle positions on the line for this team.
2: So, which, which, we know the who will be the biggest. It sounds like biggest impact guy in terms of newcomers defensively. You mentioned Simeon Blair. What about mm-hmm. uh? What about on offense? You mentioned the couple of receivers. You got it. You leaning either way on Toski Dove or Blankum C or uh, one of these new. You know. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, in terms of biggest impact guy on offense,
4: newcomer. My 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 gut tells me blankham C because he produced the most. I know it was at Toledo. But it feels like he's going to be playing the position he played at Toledo. Like he's going to be the slot guy. He's like a little guy, um, and I could see him being really effective. Toski Dove has the best credentials, I think, of the group. Like he was a regular contributor at Missouri, but I think he more played in the slot there. And I think maybe they're going to be asking him to play a little more outside here. You know, as a um, and so one? who's the one? If you're right, if you're if Blankum sees underneath. It's like I just are a, are I mean I don't Tosky know if, I think w- that's another spot where it's like it's going to you Man. know like Rock Taylor is like a guy yeah. they're talking up too like it could I think that's going to be you know ultimately you're you're breaking in a lot of new weapons yeah. it's going to be established during those first few games of the year who's your who who are the go-to guys if you will he said today Anthony Lamphere is going to be the starting tight end I believe he was Priestcorn's backup last year um but that he had kind of clearly established himself as the starting tight end for this team. So, um and then, you know, in the in the in linebackers, Jeffrey Canarctanku was really good the last 3-4 games of the year and they are hoping he will anchor, you know, kind of the defense um from that linebacker spot along with Simeon Blair, um, you know, uh what's his name? Greg Rubens back, mm-hmm. the kid from White Station. Yep. Um I'm trying to see who else see, I hadn't I didn't write all the names. I got to go back and listen to the uh, Cam Smith was another was a safety uh, who he mentioned as like a guy who I asked him. I asked him who are guys who are who are some guys who when you came into training camp you you were like there's n- this guy's not playing for me this year. Right who then over these three weeks four weeks now you're going this guy's playing for us this year and he named uh, Hank Pearson a defensive uh, tackle who was actually out of Houston high school um, as a guy who he's a walk on. Um, who's gonna? It sounds like get snaps for this team who he had never expected would have, and then Cam Smith was the other guy he named a defensive back who he wasn't even sure. Yeah, they started thirteen defensive backs last year because of injuries, and he wasn't sure if Cam Smith ever started one of those games. But it sounds like he might be the favorite for the other safety spot next to Simeon Blair. So, um, it's uh, we're getting closer. I mean, I'm. I know there's 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 not a lot of momentum and excitement, but I keep I, you know I I really I have a column out at commercialpill.com like I really appreciated the ticket promotion they put out there. I don't even know if like I don't know if lots of people are going to buy those sixty dollars tickets and you know try to you know get from you know watch them win the ne- one home game get a free ticket whatever. But I just liked that it was you know like we have plenty of time to like dissect you know you know if they lose to Arkansas State like then we could you know like it's august we get like let's have some hope about uh Memphis football there is a, there is a reasonable opportunity for them to be in the conference championship game espn's analytics yep. even predicted it the oh, other yeah. day um they because of the gave, schedule uh, the Miami league a- is like up for it feels to me like 9 and 3 might be enough to get you to a, the conference championship game because these teams are going to beat up on each other like UTSA has a tough schedule, has a much tougher schedule than SMU in Memphis. Um, and Tulane, you know, they literally Tajay Spears is going to play for the Titans this year. You know, like he's going to be a quarterback's you know, back though, right? Yes, but like you know, you talk to uh, let's like I think Tulane's going to be a fine team. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be like some oh, juggernaut it's, it's a, no. this year. They're going to be more like the same as you. And like, you get them at home. Um, and I, I just think. Um, there is a very reasonable scenario where this team goes nine and three and is in the AAC championship game. It's like not; a, it doesn't feel far fetched to me. Even though, again, I'm in the camp of I, you know, like I, I kind of I, I'm not sold on Silverfield whatsoever. Um, but and you know we'll we'll know pretty quickly. It feels like they, you know, this you know, we won't know after the Bethune Cookman game. But Arkansas State will be interesting. The Navy game will be interesting, and then that we'll know by you know, we'll know by that two lane game in the middle of october whether this is working or not.
1: i will say the espn analytics thing may be a kiss of death uh because Could be. they gave the miami heat a 3% chance of winning the eastern conference finals against the celtics. last nba finals they gave the warriors a 14% yeah. chance to win the finals. they gave will levis a 0.1% chance of not being picked. In the first round, mm. and so it's just been a tough. I don't know if yeah, they were, you're
4: questioning the formula here, aren't you?
1: I, I'm wondering if they were part of the layoffs, the analytics team. <laughs> like it's, it's <laughs> we're not as strong uh, as we used to was be. Was Diana Rossini running that too? Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> you know, maybe that's part of it. But no, I mean, look, what I what I lean on with Memphis football. What I one of the only things I really truly know about the Memphis football program right now is that they seem to have a quarterback, and and that's a like great place to be. It's a great place to start. Now, I, I do have major questions about the skill position, you know? It just feels like, you know, I mean, you want to sell me on Toski Dove, okay?
4: But, you know, the running backs I have major questions not, on. It's skill positions. It's, it's also offensive line
2: and run blocking, isn't yeah, it? More so than the camp, the actual guys running them, at least If lately. they can
4: solve, like, part of the problem for Seth, like, in that receiving core last year in particular is – like that receiving core was not a good enough receiving core to be you like a receiving 11. core where you're they know you're going to throw the ball it like it just wasn't and maybe this one you know i think if you talk to people behind the scenes they'll they'll quietly say we think the skill posi- we've improved at the skill positions this year compared to last year we're not where they're not where they were in the Norvell era but they think they're improved you know outside of pre-scorn you know, like pre- losing pre-scorn matters but like uh, the other guys who left in the wide receiving core I think they feel like they've adequately uh, replaced them, um, and yeah, no, I think the the O line to me is you know one of the big things. Remember, like last year, like Seth was running so much, and it felt like odd because it was like not it was like effective enough. I get it, I guess at times, but it also was like this is not what he's the best at. Like this is not his strength ultimately mm-hmm. as a quarterback. This doesn't feel like it's playing to his strengths. This feels like it's playing to Oh my God, we can't block for him. And, uh, you know, we can't, he can't do a five step drop consistently. Um, and we can't establish the run with our running backs. And yeah, I think, I think that's got to get, you know, they got to have an effective run game. If they're going to play the style they're playing, you know, it's no more, you know, you notice like quietly, they, there's no more hurry up anymore. They don't do that anymore. And, and you know, to be fair, other teams, you know, that's not as in vogue as it was five years ago. Um, but, Um, and they're just, you know, it just didn't feel as, um, it, the offense didn't feel as cutting edge as it used to, even though they claim they've, you know, like if you talk to Ryan and the, and those stat, like this is the same offense Norvell ran ultimately is what they say is, you know, like similar, I guess is what they would say. Like it's same concepts. Um, and you know, like, but like when you watch it out on the field, yeah. When when you watch out on the field, that doesn't translate. <laughs> it just doesn't translate that way. Um, and so, you know, but You're maybe like Caitlyn and Bruce Jenner. You know what I mean? It's like it's the same, yeah, person. They well, say. no, but like th- that's the thing, though. Ultimately, it is different because it's like I think you can run the same plays, I guess, if you will, or have the same playbook. Norvell does, but the way he called a game, you know the stuff he came up with week to week, it felt like was more inventive. And, you know, I don't know, you know, like Ryan has taken more of a traditional approach and we've talked about it. It it leaves you less room for error um, than, you know, Mike's, you could have the worst defense in the country and still have a pretty good team because of the way he played, you know, like that's, that's some of his teams were like that. And, uh, you know, so if, if, but Ryan, it feels like is going to play a more balanced approach, and you can't like the way he plays, wants to play football. If you don't have an effective run game, it won't work. It won't. He, it, it won't. won't work. He was
2: run game coordinator, offensive line guy. Like it was the found. It was one of the foundational pieces, and that just mm-hmm. that has not been right in the last couple of years. It's supposed to be his forte.
4: Well, you know, you guys sch- ultimately got. Ultimately, you got to scheme it up, and you know. Mike Norvell has one of the best schemes in the country. Like, let's just be real. He like, does,
2: but his run game, right? That's yeah. what helped made it so dynamic, that offense, and for whatever reason.
4: It just yeah. has no, not I, gotten I mean, off
2: the ground under a guy who's formerly yeah. run game. I mean, the reality
4: is, over the course of, it's on a game them. day, Ryan Silverfield didn't have much of a role in the play calling. Like, and I think in the week leading up to the game he was involved but like on ultimately on a game day yeah sure and even now like he doesn't call play you know he's like he's more like situationally like gets involved it sounds like um, and ultimately has the authority but like you know Tim Cramsey's calling the game mm-hmm. um for 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 Memphis and so and before that um what's his name Kevin uh Johns was calling the game um so it's uh it's a different approach that's just and the and Frankly, it's been a less effective approach than than Norvell's, and he's got to rectify that this season. Um, and I would just say, I think I'm optimistic that it's going to be like we're going to look back on the season and go, they're be- they're they're better than they were the past two years. I don't know if it'll be better enough to satisfy most people, but I do think they're going to be better than the past two years. That's yeah. kind of my my thoughts on it. Yeah, and then the question just becomes like, is what does that mean? You know, can you get to to me? It's like, can you if you can like if you can be nine and three, that's a good year to me. Eight and four is like satisfactory, is like okay, but that's not going to satisfy a lot of the doubters. Mm -hmm. If you can get to nine and three and be in the mix for that championship game, that's a pretty good year um, in in my book, and it feels reasonable to achieve that if things you know if some things break right for him. Now you know there's. That's just the reality of college football in a lot of ways. They were 0-4 in games decided by 7 points or less last year. If, you know, that Houston game, it was a total collapse, and if one other flips their way, you know, looks a little better. You know, if a, if you're 9-4 and 4 coming off a bowl win, it sounds a lot better. Um, at the same time, we know some of the decisions and things they do under Ryan Silverfield contributed to the fact that they, can't fi- they weren't able to finish games. So... Um, Feels to me like it should be a make-or-break year. I don't know if that's reality, but that's what it feels like it should be. If we're actually making decisions based on the you know, uh, future good of the football program here at Memphis and what's in the best interest of Memphis football, feels like this should be a year where you're making some sort of decisive call on Ryan Silverfield, one way or the other. It shouldn't be just let this play out, because I don't think that's in the best interest of the football program.
1: Uh okay on to uh, other matters John okay. Fanta from Fox Sports mm-hmm. said he heard that uh from sources it is uh the chances are that DeAndre Williams so, waivers so
4: denied I got a I got a I, I know he's like a he's technically a kind of a colleague of yours Yes, I got a problem with him using sources for chances are DeAndre Williams might be ineligible. That is not. That is like terrible journalism. Like you should not be using well, sources. He's a, he's a play-by-play guy. You, I know, but that's a, that even makes that's it a, even you're, like. You're, but you're right in terms like of the unless way he you're wrote talking it. to the people involved at the NCAA or the people involved at Memphis or the yeah. people involved with DeAndre, like. I don't know. I gotta. You could. You could. You and Maybe said, he is, but like to phrase it like that. That to me, I was just like, what does that even mean? Chances
2: could, are, like I told you, you could just be talking to people that say, yeah, it's going to get shut down because he's yeah. too old to play basketball. That was right. always a possibility. You could here say, in like the way, the way you, you could
1: have framed it is, uh, people that I've talked to are pessimistic. You know, I mean, like but,
4: uh, sources shouldn't be like just use say the word you should sources. So, sources like there should informed. be a certain standard for using sources. Sources for like. Speculation on the chances of this happening—it's right. just piss poor journalism. I know, like I like John Fanta generally. Like it, you know, he seems well, like a you're decent play-by-play play play guy. Waging a, a full frontal war here on Fanta. Well, I just thought it was a bad role. I just like I'm not putting much stock into it. Like yeah. ultimately, like even if it's denied, yeah. Like I don't like I don't put much stock into what John Fanta is reporting ultimately well, I, here. yeah, I, I don't know. Because I, you know... No, I, I, I am not privy to any discussions, you Like, know. chances are, yeah, because, like, there's very few 27-year-olds who apply for a waiver at this point in their career. So, yeah, chances are it won't... It will get, you know, it's not going to go through mm-hmm. because this very rarely happens. You know, like, it's, you know, like and it's you're dealing with the NCA but i just it didn't really shed any light to me on what's actually happening with DeAndre Williams and to me if you're going to use sources it should shed some light on what's actually happening with DeAndre Williams if not just kind of keep it to yourself just cuz you he, someone tells you something doesn't mean you're you should like it's it's supposed right. to be reported part you, of your job right. is to like decipher that you and could say like that was kind of my problem with you it.
1: could say like you know, uh, Maybe
4: I'm overreacting. I yeah, could
1: Yeah No, I mean, look, you're definitely an, uh, an old watchdog, there's no doubt. But, like, you could say something like, I personally don't feel like he has much of a case, right? Mm-hmm. You could just sort of keep it to yourself. Because my like-
4: gut tells me he talked to some other coaches who are like, nah, this won't go through based on our experience. And, like, that to me, like, means nothing. Right. You know, like, that, that to me means nothing. If, like, some other mm-hmm. coaches think it doesn't have much of a chance. Like, they have nothing to do with this. But, but how much does who advised –
2: DeAndre Williams, or who poorly advised him, matter. I brought that up. If it, if, if, with the Division two kid that Don Jackson had, mm-hmm. wasn't it the school that he was trying to go to, the misadvising so that the John yes, Adams doesn't? Yes, it was write. the NCAA and so, school. And so,
4: so are we? Yep, that's a key difference. Well, I that's, think. That's, that's that's that he has kind of glossed over. How,
2: right. That if we're going to how this could get shot down, if it was just you know a school that's not NCAA, if it's not the school he's going to, that's isn't that just your people I, when you were. I guess I not mean, the key is that the key thing in this case it, I mean It is
4: the other part of this is 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 this costing DeAndre Williams an opportunity to play by pursuing this path? Did he like pass on some contract or is he not going to be able to play in the G League or something like that because he went and pursued this path? To me if he's still able to go sign a contract somewhere after all this is over, like why not explore this possibility because I it seems to me, my gut tells me DeAndre Williams, like, he could play in the G League, but I don't know if it if at his age he really has a realistic chance of making it to the NBA. And, like, he can probably make more money playing overseas. And, you know, ultimately I think part of the reason why he's exploring this is he'd much rather play another year at Memphis making NIL than play in, like, Belarus or something, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe delay having to move somewhere like that for basketball. So as long as he can go – like it doesn't cost him like a contract overseas, I, you know. Why not explore this, as, you know, to the best of your ability, as long as you can, you know, it, whatever. If you can afford, you know, you have to pay for Don Jackson services, I assume. Um, but other than that, you know, like what, you know, if you really want to be at Memphis, I don't. So, but, but, like, if it, if like, we, it comes out, like, if he comes out and says, yeah, because I pursued this and they denied this, I missed a chance to go to. Iceland to play like they offered me six figures to go play for them. Mm -hmm. Then I would be. Then that's where it comes into play. Like, well, did did he really get the best advice here? After all this, this whole thing is based on him getting bad advice in high school. Be the irony of ironies if he then got ultimately bad advice here. Um, So that to me, the circumstances matter ultimately. Like if if this plays out where he's, you know, listen, if he gets denied and then you know a few weeks later we hear he signed and. Whatever, Spain, Italy, well, I don't know where, wherever he pl- ends up playing, uh, China, whatever. And then I'm like, wait, whatever. All's well that ends well. He's get, you know, he's making money playing basketball. Um, you know, it's, it's. I wish it was at Memphis, but um, if he's like, you know, it comes out he can't get a deal because he waited too long and wasted another year of his career. That would be a real shame.
2: Uh, do you agree with John's premise that with DeAndre Williams they should make a Sweet 16? DeAndre Williams and everything else that's in the fold without him they could make one you're you're a words guide.
0: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better